metric system down. We do, we do. Who keeps Atlantis off the maps? Who keeps the Martians under wraps? We do, we do. Who holds back the electric car? Who makes the Gutenberg a star? We do, we do. Who robs Kingfish of their sight? Hey, Scott. Yes, Ed. That paddling of the swollen ass test was very challenging, but deeply satisfying. Coming to you almost live from the headquarters of the liberal Hollywood machine. This is the Unknown Studio. I'm Scott. I am Adam. We are your uh, indoctrinated hosts. Yeah, we are. We are part of the the cabal. Yeah, we're going to make decisions that affect the lives of hundreds of millionaires. <laughs> that's no, we're going to say hundreds of millions of people. No, you're, no, you are more literally correct. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's absolutely true. And that, that delightful laughter you heard in the background is one of our many guests. We have multiple guests. This is, uh, this is already insane. We've, we've been trying to record this podcast for the whole day, and we're only just getting to it. But anyway, I'd like to introduce our panel of movie experts as we discuss the Oscars on this episode. Now, we sh- should we quantify expert? Sure, if you want. I think it'll be pretty clear later on in the show how expert <laughs> everyone is. Fair enough. Maybe maybe I'll just leave it for our listeners to gauge for themselves. Sure. So we'll start on Scott's left. We have illustrator and uh, layabout, Mark Jowett. Hello. Uh, to Mark's left, we've got uh, illustrator and layabout, Aaron Bourne. Hello. And to Aaron's left, we have... Illustrator and layabout, <laughs> Gregory Howard Beaver. Hello. Nice so to glad have I you. can be back on the show and defend myself after all the inflammatory <laughs> statements that have been said about me on the podcast. It's true. true. We have really shat on you an awful lot. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a distinct pleasure. Not um, fantastic, Adam. Well, unbelievable. I just feel like there are other adjectives that describe you and what you do, Greg. And I don't want to get into it. Cause, I w- <laughs> okay. <'cause> <laughs> <laughs> I would appreciate some, some adjectives. Yeah, some yeah. Adjectives. Is fuckface an adjective? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we uh, as we previewed several episodes ago, continuously and endlessly, we're here to talk to you about the Oscars. It is Oscar season once again. Yeah. It's certainly one of our favorite times. The, it, if, if someone asked us on the Fast 15 what our favorite holiday was. We would not say the Oscars. No. But if we were asked what our top five holidays were, the Oscars would almost certainly not be in that list. Either. It would very nearly be in the top 25? Well, 15. 15. Yeah. How many months are there in a year? 12. Right. Great job, everybody. <laughs> I'm just going to write that down. <laughs> yeah. Remember that, Mark. There will be a test later. There will be. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the Oscars. And the way we uh, have typically done this in the past is with a panel of people, many of whom have seen the films that have been nominated. And many of whom have seen maybe one or two of the films that have been nominated. The point is to have strong opinions. Whether they are informed or not. (laughs) Exactly. That is why we, we 
lovingly refer to this as our ill-informed Oscar episode. That is right. That's that right. is right. So uh, how do you want to start things off? I mean, this this is going to be kind of an interesting year. I believe it's the first year, correct me if I'm wrong here, that Ellen DeGeneres hosts? No. No, it's not. It's her second time hosting. Not in a row, though. Oh, goodness, no. No. So how long ago, do you remember how long ago it's been? Uh, it's been a while. 1974. Yep. <laughs> Ellen is very, she does not look her age. No. She no. looks very good She's for quite age. beautiful. She ages well. Uh, no, it was, um, oh. Don't worry about it. It was a while ago. It was I'm obviously gonna, too long ago to recall. I'm going to look it up while you continue talking. Now this. Would this, it have been in the era where she was doing, still doing the Ellen show? I think it might have been right around there or just after. In any event. Wait, was that, wait I mean like her sitcom, The Ellen Show. What was that show called? 2007. <laughs> it was called The Ellen Show. Was it called The Ellen Show? Because I guess her new show is just Ellen. She hosted in 2007. 2007. So she's back after seven years. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Who was it last year? Was it, was it, it wasn't, uh, what's uh, his phrase from Family Guy, was it? Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah, it was. And everyone had agreed that he was quite terrible? Uh, no, there were pretty mixed opinions. Really? I thought he did. Yeah. He did an okay job. Yeah. I, mean, I think you got what you got for Seth MacFarlane. No, like and he, I disagree. I think there were a lot of people who were disappointed because it was Seth MacFarlane, and sure. I think there were a lot of people who were disappointed that he wasn't Seth MacFarlane enough. And he tried to come across kind of middle of the road to be a little more, I want to say, accessible. Yeah, and and it didn't please anybody. Subtle, I thought. And yeah. it didn't <laughs> please anybody. But I thought he was, he was quite good, actually. He was entertaining. He kept the show flowing well. He certainly did better than Anne Hathaway and James Franco. I was going to say that was the previous year, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, it was, it was the year before that, actually. They hosted in 2011. 2012 was Billy Crystal. They, oh, you're right. They brought uh, Billy Crystal back from the dead. Sorry, he was, he was only nearly dead, and they brought him back. Dead. He was yeah. mostly dead. Yeah. See what you did there. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, see what I tried to do there. Well, yeah. So we're confident that Ellen will be hilarious. I think it'll be great. I think she'll well, be a terrific host. Her... Uh, I don't recall all the specifics of her 2007 appearance, but I seem to recall that she was well uh, received. Mm -hmm. She wasn't panned for having hosted the Oscars. Obviously, she wouldn't have been invited back if she had been terrible. She was no Anne Hathaway and James Frank. Now, in Anne Hathaway's defense, she was trying really hard to make up for the black hole of suck that was James Frank. It's pretty hard to carry it. Yeah. When yeah, you've got a when host, your co-host just, when just you is have an not anchor, care. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. To. He was, it seems, incredibly stoned the whole time. Yep. And he did not care to be there nope. pretty clearly. <laughs> no. Nope. The money must have been good. Do they pay hosts to host? I, That's a good question. That's something worth digging up. I imagine you get some pretty sweet deals. Don't they have like a gift room or something? Well, yeah, that you get some pretty fancy swag just for getting nominated and showing up. Yeah. Well, they make a, they make kind of like extra statues, right, for people who don't win, just so that no one can leak the who actually does win. Like, they make statues for all the nominees. Oh, so they? maybe you get to keep some of the spare statues or something. <laughs> well, actually, no. I'm under the impression that like none of the statues are engraved until after you've won one. Yeah, that's right. They, they, they give, stamp you them get to, you get They have a show statue, which is what they hand to the person on stage. Uh, they go off stage, and there is a line of statues, and you get to pick the one that you want to take home, uh, and then you go immediately to another room where there is a man with an engraving machine, and he writes your name. There's a little old man Ooh. with a... Basically. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's that the seems key. like a fish and, and not wasteful 
for Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. But that is how they actually do it. I think I would be, I would tend to believe Mark's story that they just make a shitload of statues and be like just hundreds of they get sent to Africa yeah. <laughs> to third world nations after the losers don't win. Yeah. yeah, like uh, old like football uh, yeah. uh, t-shirts and uh, hats. How can we make this the most wasteful Academy Awards? Yeah. <laughs> Solid gold statues. Well, let's see how many nominees do we have? We need that many statues. Can we melt them down after? No. <laughs> Could mine have a dick on it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would not be appropriate. Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. And there's, uh, well, there aren't quite. I believe last year they had ten. I want to say ten best picture nominees. Uh, yeah, they actually had bumped it up because it used to be it what, was always four, five, or five or six or something, maybe like. six. Yeah, yeah. And then The Dark Knight didn't get nominated, and that caused just people on the internet to lose their minds because <laughs> apparently it was the best movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> and so the next year they opened up the nominations to 10. Yeah, agreed. So that they could give token nominations to other worthy movies that had no chance of winning. But whatever. I think, whatever. I think it's politics. Yeah, I It's Hollywood so. politics. I it, it was so. unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, now um, we, can, we can get into uh, quite a bit of it. We're going to get into quite a bit of this stuff. But just, just so you guys know, I mean, we're obviously focusing on the, the best motion pictures, best motion picture nominees, sorry. And those include American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, Her, Nebraska, Philomena, 12 Years a Slave, and The Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> now, um, which is uh, a German movie apparently yeah <laughs> Volstreet is in Berlin <laughs> and it's where terrible things happen <laughs> so and, a man, and a man named Wolf Wolf Daniel Wolf uh, I'm not <laughs> uh, I could go on forever but uh, but um, between all of us we've seen many of these films <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think we determined that the only movie that somehow did not get covered by all of us was Nebraska none of us saw Nebraska which is kind of weird because um uh, knowing what Nebraska is about, some old dude wins the sweepstakes and goes on a road trip with his estranged son, played by Will Forte, and the old guy is Bruce Dern. Um, out of all of them, to me, this seemed like it might have been the sort of comedy of them. Uh, of them. Although I do know that Her is classified on IMDb as a comedy. Hmm. Which yeah. is which kind is of weird. see that, yeah. yeah? It's, it's kind of a, a bizarre sort of take on a rom-com, almost, mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. It's like sci-fi, but yeah, sci-fi but sort of not. comedy, yeah. It's kind of a melting pot of a lot of different genres. <laughs> Which means it's going to win. No. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> well, let's talk about what among the ones that you guys have seen are your favorites. Because I'll admit it right now to our podcasting audience, the only one of these movies that I've seen is Dallas Buyers Club. And based on that single viewing alone, I believe that Jared Leto should win for Best Supporting Actor. He was fucking phenomenal. Well, we'll get to the acting awards uh, in short order. But, but your, your favorites movie. that you've seen. I really liked Wolf of Wall Street, but it's up against... Number one, it's up against American Hustle. And American Hustle, rightly or wrongly, has had a little more critical buzz. And I think that gives it a bit of an edge. But it's also up against 12 Years a Slave. And 12 Years a Slave has been doing really well in the award season so far. Mm -hmm. And I think it has a really good shot, actually. Yeah. That was the last film that, that we watched on uh, we watched on Friday. And to me, out of all of the... I've seen six, six seven? Six of them? Seven of them. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I think that was far and away the best 
uh, uh, movie that I've I seen. I would say so too. Um, really? Oscar nominated movies, yeah. It's Mark, what do you think? Did you agree? Mm. It was, <laughs> no, it <was> slavery is <laughs> a <dead. laughs> <laughs> well, I just saw I, you like sort of like, mm-hmm, yes, yeah. that's very interesting, Greg. I just, no, I just can't decide on my favorite one. I did really like Wolf of Wall Street too. That was good. But they're very different directions. To yeah. movies it, for those. It's really it's like, hard to compare them. It's apples yeah. and oranges. Because well, 12 Years a Slave is emotionally exhausting. It's yeah. not the... It, I, I can't ever watch it again. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> but I really loved Gravity. I liked her a lot. But 12 Years a Slave was amazing. So I don't... <laughs> Actually, and now that you mention it, and I hadn't really considered this before, but uh, there is a really kind of eclectic mix Mm-hmm. of nominees this year like there there are a couple movies that kind of overlap again wolf of wall street and american hustle but there's quite a, a broad uh, array of genres you mentioned nebraska's kind of a kind of a comedy her is kind of a, a bit lighter gravity is kind of science fictiony and kind of disaster movie cat american hustle is, is a, like um, a, a biopic sort of thing sorry <laughs> I'm trying to squeeze in a joke there. Sorry. I ended up talking over you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say American Hustle is a wig experiment. <laughs> but it's uh, it's a very kind of broad field this year. Yeah. It's a little difficult to to pick what I think might win too because there's no movie about somebody who overcomes a mild disability. <laughs> which is usually what wins every year. So, But there isn't one this year. Unless that's what Philomena's about. No one actually knows. Because I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a difficult one to pick, for sure. <laughs> did anybody did, did anybody, did any beautiful no, people get ugly for one of the movies? Oh, wait, maybe American that's an Hustle. acting award. Maybe that's That's an usually award. an acting yeah. award, yeah. yeah. I mean, that might go to Greg's comment about American Hustle. Yeah, and, Christian and Bale Wings. kind of had the crazy hair. Yeah. <laughs> but Matthew McConaughey lost all of his weight. Oh, oh that's man. True, yeah. <laughs> so, Jesus, he was, he was downright emaciated for that film. Oh, I was yeah. reading, actually, a little bit about, about how true um, Dallas Buyers Club was and the character that Matthew McConaughey played, in fact, exists existed. He he passed away, I think, in I want to say 1992. Um, his disease finally finally took his life. But the two supporting characters, one of them was a cross-dressing uh, homosexual guy named uh, Rayon, played by Jared Le- Jared Leto, and the other one was a doctor played by Jennifer Garner. Neither of these people existed in uh, in this in this main character's life. So. So um, it was a an historical representation. <laughs> are they are they like um, different people in his life that were sort of like rolled together to create one character? And I know that op- often happens in biopics. Yes, they were. Yeah, that's right. So so there were elements of some of the people in his life that made up Jared Leto, and and same with the doctor played by Jennifer Garner. So. It usually has to happen a lot to in order to streamline a narrative when it comes to a biopic. They did the same thing with Captain Phillips too. The did pirate they? and Captain Phillips were actually the same person. He just like went crazy and <laughs> took over a cruise liner. But for narrative reasons they separated them out to make Tom Hanks' character look more sympathetic. That, that actually they, they actually separated them out for Oscar purposes. Yeah exactly. Yeah. Tom Hanks they didn't really think his character was relatable. <laughs> like a cruise liner captain who became a pirate and took over his own boat. <laughs> that sounds about right. I think that's believable. Yeah. Uh, I have no information in front of me that contradicts what he just said. I, I'm pretty <laughs> so, sure. I'm sh- pretty sure. Made a better movie. Actually. <laughs> well, next year's Oscars. Keep an eye. <laughs> Captain Phillips two. Somewhere. Yeah, it'd be like Captain Phillips plus uh, Fight Club. 
He does go back to sea at the end. Exactly, yeah. Who knows what he's thinking at the end? Yeah, they never really resolve it. I just, all I hope is that after this, after we record this, someone goes and edits the Wikipedia entry (laughs) (laughs) so that it speaks truth to power. Well, let's uh, let's switch over then to the acting awards. We've we've kind of discussed the the picture nominees. We've kind of given our thoughts on them. So, So let's move over to actors. Let's start with actors and actresses in a supporting role. Let's do that. Because they are the lesser actors. (laughs) And therefore, they go on first. We like to refer to these as the silver medalists of the the Oscars. Yes. Yeah. First runner-up at the beauty pageant that is the Oscars. Yeah, exactly. So do you want to start with, we're starting with actress? Sure, actress in a supporting role. Well, okay, so here's what I'm thinking. The, uh, um, <clears throat> oh, this is kind of a tough one, based on the fact that I've not seen any of the films. <laughs> it's very difficult. I'm, I'm going to suggest that Streep is on there because she's Streep yeah. and will yeah. not be winning anything. Are you looking at the right list? Performance by... Oh, sorry, no, 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 no. I was looking at a supporting role. <laughs> because Meryl Streep was not in a supporting role my, in my, the movie that she was not in. My, my apologies, my apologies. Sorry, sorry. Performance by an actress in a supporting role. So uh, here's the rundown. We've got Sally Hawkins in Blue Jasmine, Jennifer Lawrence in American Hustle, Lupita Nyong'o in 12 Years a Slave. I'm sure I pronounced that incorrectly. Julia Roberts in August, Osage County, and June Squibb in Nebraska. Well, Greg, I think you watched Blue Jasmine by accident because you thought it was nominated for Best Picture and it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah, might be able to speak that wrong. to that. What a waste of time. <laughs> it's actually quite good. Yeah, it won me over at first that uh, it was uh, it was almost insufferable. The, it's kind of about a, a really horrible, horrible person. Well, a few, maybe a few horrible people. But was uh, Sally Hawkins horrible. really good in it? Uh, yes, yes, she was. Although I couldn't, I couldn't figure out... Uh, a, when she was playing the character drunk and when she wasn't because whether she had alcohol in her hand or not did, did not seem to ind- indicate whether she was drunk or not <laughs> i think that's actually what they call a functional alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> so she I means she could have i mean that that could have been part of her character i suppose that maybe when woody allen was writing it he was just kind of wrote her as a functional alcoholic it certainly seemed that way she seemed like every scene she was drunk I she was decent <laughs> i don't really for me, this is Lupita Nyong'o, but I'm yeah, she was the um, she's the the girl that was being whipped quite a bit in yeah, Twelve Years a Slave. The, um, I can't remember her name in the movie. Yeah, I don't remember either. Just but watched it Friday. <laughs> Some good memory. That's why I got the computer in front she of me because was, I could try to yeah. remember things. No, she's pretty amazing. In cool. That movie. I'm <laughs> sorry, I don't know. What add, really. I think I think Aaron might be the, the definitive decision on this one. No, Although I I would agree with that too. Yeah. Is there uh, although I mean, the only other movie I've seen is American Hustle. There, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. Lawrence was, was sure. good in it, but I think the 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 surrounding movie did not put all those performances together in like one sort of like cohesive good movie. So it just doesn't <laughs> doesn't stand out. Yeah, to I I agree. I think American Hustle got a little more. Than it deserved. A little more rub than it deserved, yeah. yeah. It, it's not as good a movie as people seem to be making it out to be. Uh, that said, Jennifer Lawrence is kind of the hotness in Hollywood Yeah, right now. exactly. And She's on a roll. So, I don't know. Like, I don't disagree. I think uh, Lupita Nyong'o is, is an excellent choice. Mm-hmm. Didn't Jennifer Lawrence win an Oscar like, last year or the year before? Yeah. Yes, she did. So, yeah, For uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, yeah, but right. she also cut her hair. And as we know in, in Hollywood, you can't do that. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're, you're you actually to, you get, all of a sudden you have to answer a whole bunch of tabloid questions and all this sort of weird garbage. Probably just like hair. Jennifer Lawrence, possible lesbian, <laughs> that kind of shit. Bad breakup. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Hairdresser argument. <laughs> Question mark. So, so I'd like to see that splashed on the front page of a tabloid one day. Just a picture of an actress who's had a haircut and just did Jennifer Lawrence have a fight with her barber? <laughs> uh, violent rogue hairdressers roaming the streets, attacking celebrities. Man, stranger things have happened in Hollywood. And the, the tragedy is, it's not even a bad haircut. No, it's not. She looks quite lovely. Um, so, actor in a supporting role. So here we've got uh, Barkhad Abdi from uh, Captain Phillips, Bradley Cooper in American Hustle, Michael Fassbender in 12 Years a Slave. And I understand that Michael Fassbender has an alarmingly large penis. I looked it up one day. (laughs) (laughs) Just had to know. Can you explain the context for looking this up? I remember uh, we were talking at work about Michael Fassbender and how hot he is. And I was like, I think he's got a huge penis. (laughs) And we're talking about that and John Hamm. You work at a gentleman's club, I assume? Yeah, well, basically. I work in advertising, so it's the same thing. Uh, Anyway, Michael Fassbender in 12 Years a Slave, Jonah Hill in The Wolf of Wall Street, and Jared Leto in Dallas Buyers Club. Now, uh, Barkhead Abdi um, had got a lot of buzz for his being nominated. Because mm-hmm. this guy came out of nowhere. Wasn't he like a cab driver yeah, or something? Yeah, he's a Somalian oh, he's, he's actually, they wanted to hire some Somalian guys. And they actually expanded his role in oh. the movie because he was so good. Really? So, like, that's 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 an incredible yeah, story it, as far as I'm concerned. I, and I wonder, so. I wonder if how many members of the Academy are giving into the sort of... This, to me, his, his, uh, his rise into... Uh, movie stardom, if you can call it that, is like is the American dream. That is exactly what's supposed to happen to every immigrant who arrives in America. They're supposed to achieve that that level of success, according to the the sort of uh, theology, I guess, of the American dream. So um, I wonder how many uh, how many people would give into that that narrative and that poetic justice, not to diminish his his uh, ability to act, because as you said, Scott, they expanded the role, but we'll see, I guess. Who do you think is, uh, how many people are voting for Michael Fassbender's penis? <laughs> <laughs> which does not appear on screen in American Hustle. I usually vote Or 12 that. Years a Slave, which he was nominated for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really need to, I really need to, uh, no, they really need to improve the design of these nomination forms. <laughs> I, oh. He definitely... Like, Michael Fassbender definitely has some balls to play the part that he played in that movie. Oh, he's a monster. Yeah, like, he was really good, but, yeah, his character is, like, one of the worst people that's ever existed. I said that about <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio so with... Uh, in Wolf of Wall Street? No, well, yeah, that too. <laughs> but I was actually uh, thinking back to um, Django Unchained. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He was he was really loathsome. Yeah. And I, I thought it was a shame that uh, Leo didn't get nominated uh, for that movie in a supporting role. But, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Leo tends to act by loudness. And I'm not really sure that he's... People have won Oscars for that. <laughs> I, I suppose. He's all bravado. And, 
yeah, he's he's nominated elsewhere, so we'll we'll talk about him when we get there. What but about Jonah Hill in The Wolf of Wall Street? Do you think that was an Oscar worthy worthy performance? I thought it was a good performance. I thought yeah. he was funny. I don't know if it was an Oscar. Performance. Yeah, they keep nominating him for Oscars, and like I like Jonah Hill, but they keep nominating him for things that I don't really understand. He, he was nominated for Moneyball as well, yeah. right? Yeah, which was even was, more confusing. It was a fairly he had such like a small five role. roles or five lines. Yeah, well, that's supporting actor. That's yeah, true. I honestly, and I know I haven't seen any of the other films, but Jared Leto's performance in Dallas Buyers Club was unbelievable. Until I, near the end of the film, uh, when, spoilers, his character dies. There you go. Um, I had to look up. I didn't up. say I wasn't Jared going Leto, to no. see the movie, Adam. Um, Jared Leto, when I looked it up on IMDb, I was astonished to discover that it was him playing this character. Like, it was, he was amazing and really good. And you really... You really—he was so likable, and you know—you were really drawn into his story. So I would love to see him win this, having not seen any of the films that are listed here, any of the other films. I had forgotten what Bradley Cooper did in American Hustle. It yeah, I was just gonna. It, it doesn't deserve. I was just gonna add to that. Yeah, Bradley <laughs> I believe, Cooper. I, I just believe for half of that movie, I was looking on the internet. I like it bored me, and then I started <laughs> doing other things. Really? Yeah. Because this was supposed to be one of the great films of uh, the pre-Christmas time. I thought. People were really excited about you it. You know what? Bradley Cooper will make a bigger splash on the big screen as Rocket Raccoon in the upcoming right. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Well, and I think so, at this point, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence come as a package, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> is she also in Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> Maybe. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Are you looking for current, relevant, highly specialized digital media instruction? You need to seek out the Guru. Guru Digital Arts College offers intense six-month programs that simulate real-world projects. You'll work in small classes in a casual professional environment and meet industry pros who offer a mentor-style approach to learning. Some institutions make the same claim, but with Guru, you'll develop the confidence to get out and become a part of the digital media community. Come visit us anytime. Check out a class, talk with our instructors, and be part of the Guru experience. For more information, email info at gurudigitalarts.com or call 1-877-429-4878. We should take a moment. Of course. Uh, in the midst of this wonderful discussion about film, about acting, about uh, the cinema, this uh, informed academic discussion. Well, wait, wait. That will... It's that ill-informed. It's ill-informed. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but we should take a moment not only to be ill-informed, but also to totally sell out. Yes, let's sell out like crazy. Starting with... Our friends at uh, the Hogwarts of Digital Media, Guru Digital Arts College. One of our guests on this very episode uh, is... Was. Was. Is an alumnus. Yes. Of Guru Digital Arts College. Yes, and she attributes all of her success to having... Literally all of it. She was... She came from nothing. She's living in a cardboard box. Mm -hmm. And then she crawled her way up to the door of Guru (laughs) Digital Arts College. She begged... The Dumbledore-esque headmaster Owen Brierley for a lifeline for for an opportunity, and he bestowed one upon her. Yes, and she took that bestowment and turned it into 
unbelievable success. Or more likely, she wanted a change in career and paid actual money yeah. to do so. Yeah, and, and, uh, and so, it was a satisfying experience, and if I you, think. if you have uh, some actual money for tuition and a desire to change your career, uh, you too can go to Guru Digital Arts College. And learn all about digital media production, sequential art and illustration, two-dimensional and three-dimensional animation, and game-level design. And you can check all that out and more at gurudigitalarts.com. I always want to say .ca, but it's not. They got the .com. They got the .com. And you know, talking about Guru Digital Arts makes me so hungry. Hungry for noodles? Ooh. For oodles of noodles? That sounds like a fantastic idea. Where would we go for that? Well, Scott, (laughs) I'm glad you asked. We would go to Oodle Noodle. Really? Yeah, they've got a million locations in Edmonton, literally a million. Um... (laughs) More like five. Yeah, uh, that's even more reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're Edmonton's uh, fast food noodle shop. You can check them out at oodlenoodle.ca. And guess what, friends? They deliver. It's So even if you can't physically make it to one of their locations, you can call and say, I want this kind of noodle, and they will bring it to you. Yes, and often the noodles have vegetables, meat, and sauce on them. That's right. It's quite astonishing. Oodlenoodle.ca. Uh, so let's, uh, let's move up a step to actress in a leading role. Actress in a leading role where I started accidentally. (laughs) (laughs) So here they are, um, actress in a leading role, Amy Adams in American Hustle, Kate Blanchett in Blue Jasmine, Sandra Bullock in Gravity, Dame, Judi Dench in Philomena and Meryl Streep in August Osage County. This movie I've never heard of. Which one? (laughs) August Osage County? It It got talked about at the Golden Globes a little bit. Yeah, it got, it got some sort of pseudo buzz because uh, it came out during Oscar season. It, it's very much kind of a, an Oscar grab movie. Like, it's yeah. it's Oscar bait. It's actually uh, an award-winning play, and it's a very good play. But the, um, the, the criticism I heard is it's one of those plays that didn't really translate well onto the big screen because most of the play is people sitting around a table talking about their feelings. Oh, dear. And that makes for riveting... Movies, yeah. <laughs> woo! So I mean, the performances were great, but eh. Yeah. The movie was fine, but eh. So I'm actually surprised it got as many nominations as it I did. Thought, I thought Michael Bay did a good job as director on that movie. <laughs> he added a lot to it. I thought <laughs> giant robots, explosions. It's even really strange for a kitchen table conversation. <laughs> but it made it more interesting. I I think Streep's a red herring here. She's totally a red herring. Fair enough. That's actually the role she played. Her character's name was Red Herring. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're thinking of a pup named Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we do have a Judy Dench has won before. She's a she's a fantastic actress. Um, what I'd be most interested in seeing is whether or not you guys think Sandra Bullock has a chance. Well, she's already won. That's um, right. Yeah. Previously for uh, that football movie. Oh, it? and I put myself on the spot, and I don't remember the name of the movie now. <laughs> Demolition Man. Yeah. <laughs> Blindside. Blindside, yeah. yeah. The net. Blindside monster. <laughs> the net. Blindside monster. Right. Seriously? You don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah, she's she won for that. Yeah. And uh, that was the same year that she also won a Razzie. Right. For um, About Steve, I want to say. Yeah, some some terrible oh, yeah. rom-com. And uh, so she, she has the distinction of winning both a Worst Actress Award, and a Best Actress Award in the same year. Has that ever been done before? Probably. But Adam Sandler usually just wins all the Razzies. So, 
Um, and he's, I don't think he's been nominated for an Oscar. Didn't Lindsay Lohan win two of them once for the same film or something? I think she did. I remember reading that yeah. somewhere. Two Razzies for the same film? Yeah. Wow. There's some movie where she played like two different people and she won worst actress for both. Oh, that twin. I don't I've know never, what it was. I've never like, seen like, it. No, Adam Sandler did. You're thinking of Adam Sandler. Uh, Are you he, won, he won best, he won worst actor and worst actress for that movie <laughs> oh, where yeah. he plays his own twin sister. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, she came out on, uh, I don't know if anyone saw the Jimmy Fallon's opening uh, for The Tonight Show when he all this the, uh, cameo people came out and they were giving, he bet people. Hundred dollars that he would never be on the Tonight Show, so they all came out and gave him a hundred dollars. And there's all these celebrities, and then uh, Lindsay Lohan came out, and I thought some sort of like bog monster in tattered clothes had walked out. Seriously, like, and I was like, who is that? And she's just like one eyed droopy, and just like hand it down, there's me. Jesus, she's not doing well. No, <laughs> she has become the Swamp Thing. This apparently, is, this is very sad. That was uh, her last hundred dollars too. That's the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, you can always you have to sell your earn money uh, in other ways. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Sandra Bullock has a good chance. Wrapping back around to what we were talking about. Will she be the definitive winner, though? Um, I, I don't recall who won the Golden Globe for Best Actress. Uh, Kate Blanchett did, didn't she? Kate Blanchett was yeah. pretty amazing in Blue yeah, Jasmine. That sounds right. Yeah. It's, it, it would be pretty tough, I think, for Sandra Bullock. I, I love Gravity. Um, and I thought Sandra Bullock was great in Gravity. She did a wonderful job. Um, the dialogue in Gravity was—I mean, there's not much there. She, yeah. A lot of a lot of her uh, her lines are sort of expressions of of either uh, distress or s- brief relief. <laughs> but uh, she's not being nominated for the writing. She's being nominated for acting. Sure. You can act without saying a word. Is I would argue, and for that matter. No, I, I think I need Gravity know something not, about acting. Gravity didn't get <laughs> need nominated. To say to act. <laughs> Gravity didn't get nominated for a writing award, so clearly, it, it's uh, it's better than the sum of its uh, dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but no, I think I think you're right. Um, yeah, Kate Blanchett, if she won the Golden Globe, definitely pretty has, pretty, has good pretty good, good shot. Yeah. Pretty good shot, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. And I guess the one we didn't mention is Amy Adams and her random assortment of accents in American Hustle. Yeah. <laughs> Which I really don't understand what was happening there with that. Like, I know she was pretty yeah, was only it was, points, uh, it was bored by it, so yeah. <laughs> I well, stopped paying attention to it. She's from the Midwest, and she was pretending to be British, yeah. and then she... But it, it got to the... Uh, and this is probably more of a writing problem than an acting problem, but it got to the point towards the end where I was like, wait, wasn't she supposed to be talking English to that guy? You know, I, I, I like lost the thread of who she was pretending to I be. I think that was, yeah, like yeah. an editing or writing thing. Yeah, I, not really yeah, I had never caught on to fault. why she had done it in the first place, mm. <laughs> to she be did, honest. She did a good job. I like Amy Adams a lot. It wasn't her fault at all. She put in a really good performance. I just, I'd go with Kate Blanchett myself. I'm going to go say it was her fault. <laughs> Controversial Greg Beaver. It was Amy Adams' fault you didn't like American Hustle? Yes. <laughs> All right. I, I'm Moving that, on. That's acceptable. Actor in a leading role. Actor in a leading role. Actor in a leading role. We've got Christian Bale in American Hustle, Bruce Dern in Nebraska, Leonardo DiCaprio, The Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> and Chiwetel Ejiofor, 12 Years a Slave. Was that good? Was that okay? Okay. Matthew McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club. Now, we've already mentioned Matthew McConaughey made himself ugly for the world. He did, and And he won a Golden Globe for it as well. And that is something that the Oscars also love, is when a pretty 
pretty man or a pretty woman makes themselves ugly to act. Now, how do the Oscars feel about um, old man strength and the sort of you know swan song of Bruce Dern in Nebraska? Nope. You don't not, no, as, that's not, not a big thing. deal. Fair, nope. that, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, I think we've already hit that Leonardo DiCaprio's acting ability is about loudness. And Which so, was perfect for that film, <laughs> yes. right? For yeah. for the the Wolf of Wall Street set in yeah, the streets of job. Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Christian Bale made himself ugly enough. No, it was really just a wig, wasn't yeah. it? No, he it should be Christian belly. Bale's. Oh, did he? Because Bale keeps going from like 40 pounds to like 200 pounds kind of. I used, to, I used to think he was like really good at just like doing that for roles, but I think he might just have like random weight fluctuations and he picks the roles depending yeah, he's on just he's catching, like, yeah. He's just oh, catching the wave. Anyway, I'll do the no, machinist. He, he and has like, a legitimate I forgot to have lunch. I better do that. I had too much pasta. I better do American Hustle. Yeah, it's just one of those. Christian Bale. What I've always wanted to ask an actor who's had to gain a lot to wait for a role like someone like uh, Matt Damon or something like that in uh, Informant is is it really fun to do that just to be like be like I'm gonna lose I'm just gonna eat whatever the fuck I want it's gonna be awesome <laughs> me eat ice cream all day every day well, it's hard for some of them because they have to stop doing coke for a while to put on weight <laughs> that's really tough <laughs> it's mostly mostly have the shakes yeah, but, but the upshot is that they can smoke a tremendous quantity of weed that's true yeah it gives them the munchies um uh I wonder if Christian Bale will be the next uh, actor to be diagnosed with diabetes. Because doesn't Tom Hanks now have diabetes? And, and they're saying yeah. they're saying that part of that is attributable attributed to the fact that he's had roles where he's had to lose and gain. That's quite a lot. And now I think uh, that's quite actually, hard on your body. Yeah. That rings a bell. He he spoke about that to uh, was it Letterman or Leno? I, I, I he the, kind yeah. of broke the news on one of the late nights. Yeah, that's right. That. So we're, we're thinking not Christian Bale. We're probably not Bruce Dern. Matthew McConaughey made himself ugly, and he was actually great, of course, in Dallas. Well, he did win a Golden Globe. Yeah. So. Leonardo DiCaprio is loud, and she would tell Edgio for... Has not been mentioned yet. No, but, but you guys just recently saw it. I, would totally, I love him in the he role. He was amazing. I just love him as an actor, period. He was, Ever since Serenity. Yeah, he was the assassin yeah. in Serenity, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, he's great in just about everything that, uh, that I've seen him in, even if they're... Even if they're Poor movies. Wasn't he in um, Salt? Yeah, he was. Really? I think so. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> and I was like, I'm just like, ah, I'm happy. He's just he's in the movie. <laughs> the rest of this movie is kind of garbage. He's in the Inside Man for about five minutes. He's just kind of behind Denzel Washington, kind of walking around. <laughs> you see him briefly. He waves at the camera, yeah. gives a wink, <laughs> so you know it's him. He would be my favorite, although I haven't I haven't seen two of the movies on the that or two of the performances. Best supporting so. actor. It would, it would be great to see him win something. I think would be pretty yeah. amazing. The MTV. Uh, Movie awards for a while had bizarre categories like that. Yeah, like what? I don't know if they still do. Uh, he was just joking. I don't know if over the cross chatter our listener heard, <laughs> but uh, we were just joking about best wink in a motion picture. Oh. And the MTV uh, Movie Awards did for a while have just ridiculous categories that they would hand out awards to for fun because why not? Yeah. Uh, and one that I remember rather uh, fondly was the best dramatic pause in a motion picture and they showed the Oscar moments quote unquote for like five movies where there was a poignant dramatic pause and then um, I can't remember who was handing out the award but they opened up the card looked at the name took a deep breath 
looked out at the crowd, and it cut to commercial. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Which was really well done. And then they came back and they were presenting another award. I don't even know who won. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the only good thing that ever happened on the MTV Movie Awards. Quite probably. That, that dramatic pause is still happening. In about is. seven years, yeah, they've never they'll awarded finally it. announce it and it'll be, like, it'll be the person who it'll is be the presenting brick the joke. award. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did we, did we land on who we think it'll be? Is it going to be 12 Years a Slave for best uh, actor in a leading role? I don't know. I think it could win movie, but I think it might be Matthew McConaughey. He yeah. does seem to have like the momentum for it. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. between those two. I would yeah, I would go with Juudo, but I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. my vote. But again, I haven't seen two of the performances. Fair enough. Yeah. But don't forget, this isn't about being informed, Greg. Okay. It's about having an uninformed. (laughs) (laughs) We had touched on Gravity, uh, Sandra Bullock's performance, and the movie being nominated for Best Picture, but not being nominated for a writing award. Mm -hmm. So that's a good segue into into writing. Um, Gravity, obviously not a movie that's uh, strong because of the dialogue in it, but there are some pretty wordy uh, movies that were nominated. So uh, in Best Original... Uh, screenplay. We've got American Hustle, Blue Jasmine, Dallas Buyers Club, Her, 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 and Nebraska. Egg? <laughs> you and Plant stay in the stair car. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, Come on! Every time, <laughs> every time I've seen that title, I always think of Anne from uh, Arrested Development. Somebody did uh, oh, mock okay. up, uh, do mock up an Arrested image of the movie poster. You what? Hang on. Hold the phone. (laughs) Stop the episode. Greg Beaver has not ever watched Arrested Development? I've watched the first season. I don't remember much about it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's not for me. I don't know. That that silence you heard was a a derisive look from the entire table focusing on Greg for a second. That actually might have won for Best Dramatic Pause. (laughs) I think so. Is there like a podcast? I'm on on the record as as hating uh, that show, not because... Uh, it's a bad show, but because uh, I went on a uh, on a camping trip during the show's sort of like very hot streak, and all the people I went on the camping trip with at all all saw and loved the show and talked about it endlessly oh. for the entire trip, and I never got to say a word. So that, that must have been that must I have been very hard for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. People sure. shoving that in your face. So. <laughs> Best original screenplay. (laughs) Uh, American Hustle, Blue Jasmine, Dallas Buyers Club, Her, and Nebraska. I feel like if Her was going to win anything, it would be this. Yeah. And that's not uncommon. Sometimes they will throw a writing bone at a film that otherwise would not win. Writing bone. (laughs) That would otherwise not win Best Picture. Yeah. But then on the other hand, sometimes they give the award to who they intend to give Best Picture to. I think they did that for Pulp Fiction back in the day, didn't they? Like, you didn't get any of the Best Picture awards, but they threw it at screenplay just as well. Yeah. So they could put the sticker on the video case that says... (laughs) (laughs) I almost said DVD, and I was like, that was the 90s. And hers is a pretty smart movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't see why it, it couldn't be in contention there. And but it had a lot of words on like gravity. So that is also the true. edge there. Like yeah. not, not as much screaming, yeah. I would presume. And as we all know, the winner is, is, is determined by word count. Exactly. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, what is the longest film that's listed here? The Wolf of Wall Street is not in this category. That's right. And it and is three hours long. I don't so. know if American Hustle was long or if it felt long. I'm not quite sure. 
can't little both. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, American Hustle would be one of the other ones that I would suggest might get an acting or a, a writing award to make up for the fact that it's probably, probably not going to win else. Best Picture. Yeah. Would they throw Woody Allen a bone? Or is I don't he know. Unpopular right now or popular? Well, he's I not going to be there, so why bother? He is. Yeah. Uh, he is at this point in time. It seems like pretty unpopular. Yeah. But that that oscillates like it, it changes well, from decade to no decade. One, the weird thing is, no one denies that he's a great writer and filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Just most people think that he's kind of a dick. Yeah, and a huge creep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Which is. You know that's always been his persona. Yeah, <laughs> but but it, it seems it is like a lot of bummer. people. It seems like a lot of people can separate the art from the man. But on the other hand, the the Oscars are partly political. Yeah, and when you have burned all of your political capital in Hollywood, can you really expect to get the top award? Yeah, maybe Probably. not. And if it did win, would Diane Keaton come out and? Uh, I don't know who would accept it. Accept behalf. Behalf. <laughs> Someone probably without his knowledge. Yeah. Someone would just turn up and be like, so I'm going to take this for uh, Woody <laughs> Allen because he did not send anybody, nor does he care. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> Always wanted one of these. Thank you, Woody Allen. Then you were seen running off into the night, <laughs> never to be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> that I would, I would pay to watch that movie. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> It's like an elaborate Ocean's Eleven style. It's nice <laughs> to get an Oscar. Him running over the hill with uh, a bunch of angry, well-dressed Hollywood types chasing after him, and then Jaws from James Bond uh, beats him up in the parking lot. <laughs> I'm alluding to Happy Gilmore. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, best uh, adapted screenplay. Uh, Before Midnight, Captain Phillips, Philomena, 12 Years a Slave, and The Wolf of Wall Street. I do really like... Uh, before Midnight and that whole trilogy. So I'm a little biased on this. Fair enough. I think those films are awesome. So I'd give it to that myself. So these are probably most of which are adapted from books or other media. Sometimes plays plays would fall into it. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I don't know what... And Philomena... Philomena's is original. (laughs) Philomena's a ballet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Now, I would say if 12 Years a Slave is likely to win Best Picture, it'll probably win Best Adapted Screenplay. That seems likely to me. Yeah. I could see Wolf of Wall Street yeah, winning I'm, a writing award. I'm thinking that it might. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it did, but I feel like 12 Years a Slave, like, they, I, I think they, I don't know, I can't remember what they won at the Golden Globes. They didn't win anything. They didn't win Best Actor. They didn't win Supporting Actor. They didn't win Best Film. But I feel like the Academy Awards might be the place to, to honor 12 Years a Slave. So my thinking is that it might take the writing award as well. Seems, seems possible. I don't know, uh, Captain Phillips being have, being nominated for adapted screenplay seems odd to me because it, it's a it's the script itself seems very utilitarian. Like these are the things that happen, they happened. Movie over. Which I mean, it was a great movie, but like it's just it's there's uh, I mean maybe it's just Paul Greengrass and yeah, he doesn't he like really he, he doesn't really he never really dive delves into characters all that much. It's just a very it's a very uh, Event, 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 event. It's yeah. it's more about the situation and yeah, less about yeah. the people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and he and he he sets up. You know, um, like you still you still feel a lot. You get a lot out of the movie. Like there's so much. Most of it's tension, particularly in, in uh, Captain Phillips. is just a very very tense movie. Uh, but you don't really you don't really uh, learn a lot about the characters all, all that much. Maybe uh, um, 
what's the, sorry, what's the guy's name? Uh, I don't want. Yeah, yeah. I think you learn a little bit about about him, but uh, it's pretty utilitarian. I actually so. kind of thought like one of the best parts of that movie was not necessarily a part that was written, but at, I'm going to spoil the movie here. At the end, where he gets away, um, <laughs> you know, they take him onto like the aircraft carrier at the end, and like he's sitting on that desk, and the medics like fussing over him, and he yeah. just freaks out. That to me was like one of the best parts of the that movie. Yeah, and it was like well I imagine that was done. probably not written into the thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was my favorite part too. Actually, yeah. it was really good. <laughs> Yeah, really. You really felt like you were. You, you felt like you were. You were in his position. It was such a like. It was such a powerful, powerful performance by Hanks, and and uh, you know after you're on that ride the whole way, so you're you're feeling the relief of tension along with him. Very well. Very amazingly uh, put together scene. Mm-hmm. But a scene does not a movie make. Well, that's not true. It, it might. <laughs> <laughs> in this case, it might. We'll see. Uh, let's uh, let's wrap up the big awards and then we'll we'll move into some of the the lesser awards, some of the funner categories. The loser, uh, but director. Um, David O. Russell was nominated for American Hustle. Nah. Uh, Alfonso <laughs> Alfonso Cuaron for Gravity. Uh, Alexander Payne for Nebraska. Steve McQueen for Twelve Years a Slave, and Martin Scorsese for The Wolf of Wall Street. Where the director goes, so too does Best Picture. So if if I'm saying 12 Years a Slave is, is probably going to win an Oscar this year, then it's got to go to Steve McQueen. I still want Corral to win this one. You don't? I do. Oh, you do? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It would be mm. nice. I just, the, uh, I love him as a director, period, but uh, the, I mean, some of the, uh, uh, some of the achievements in, in Gravity, I feel like it would be, it would be worth to recognize him for it. I'd want either Cuaron or McQueen. Yeah. Um, I li- not just, I keep saying 12 Years a Slave, but Stephen McQueen, he did Hunger, which was amazing. I would love to see him win an award. Mm-hmm. He's just a really good director. So, um, Scorsese, not, not in he's it. He's gotten his. Yeah, he has. It's not like he's owed at no. this juncture. No, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he got his token Oscar. Yeah, yeah they, threw, it, at, they so. threw after. They've done their, their job on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm not saying it's impossible that he couldn't win. And I, likewise, I don't think it's impossible David O. Russell might not win it. Yeah. But, again, if I think 12 Years a Slave is going to win Best Picture, that pretty much so too goes Best Director. They, they generally go hand in hand. Very rarely mm-hmm. does the Best Picture Oscar and the Best Director Oscar go to different people. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay. So we're hoping for 12 Years a Slave. I think so. Yep. All right. Funner category. <laughs> How about best animated feature film? Oh, yeah. Did you guys see a lot of uh, cartoons this year? I've only seen two of them. Which ones, Erin? I saw Frozen and... Um, oh, where am I? I saw Despicable Me 2 and Frozen. Anyone else see any of these films? No. I really wanted to see The Wind Rises, but I haven't had an opportunity yeah. yet. Because and it is a Hayao Miyazaki film. And it will be his last, right? Yes, because yes, be. he is retired. Yeah. Not because he has died. Hayao nope. Miyazaki has not died, but he's retired yeah. from directing. That's uh, a damn and shame. it is going to get um, a wide release that recently uh, was was something that had been revealed. So, so does that? do you think that factors into what the Academy might do? I mean, they're not always... Well, Miyazaki's one... Uh, Animated feature film before, yeah, uh, because he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Think, did he win for Spirited Away? I want yes. to say yeah. yeah, Spirited and Spirited Away is a masterpiece. And if I you've never seen it, movie. go see Spirited Away. Um, ah, Frozen though is it's been kind of the best Disney movie in years. 
Although, if you're if you're on Tumblr at all, uh, the major criticism is that it has no people of color in it. That's kind of a criticism for most animated yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. Let's be fair. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I bet it'll be Frozen. It would be my wager. Do you think if the Lego Movie had come out in time for nominations, it might have gotten nominated? I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking out loud here. <laughs> I, I actually do. I think it would have. I think that they underestimated how good a movie they had made, and they released it outside of what would be considered Oscar contention time because they didn't want to bother. And I think that they might have actually had a chance, especially when I look at some of the other movies on this list. Yeah, well, the you, No. Uh, Despicable Me 2. Yeah, he was okay. Uh, that's the only, I, It happens to be the only one that I've seen on the list, unfortunately, but... I like the Despicable Me movie. The first one I don't was think it's yeah. I don't think it's really. I think they threw it in because it was there. But yeah, it seems to me this is the second year that uh, that the uh, best animated feature has been fairly thin. Well, and I guess they don't want to. They don't want a category that's only got like three, right? It would be my expectation. So they just kind of pat it. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. usually do. Yeah. Damn shame. <laughs> well, here's hoping for Miyazaki. And here's expecting Frozen to win. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Here's a category that uh, allows for movies that normally wouldn't otherwise have the word Oscar winner uh, affixed to them. Uh, And that would be special effects or visual effects. Yeah, this is where Um, all the blockbusters wind up. (laughs) Yeah, where you end up with movies that uh, aren't exactly known for their acting or their directing or their acting or their director, <laughs> but are known for being being very pretty. And Gravity actually lands in this one, uh, in spite of also being nominated for directing and acting. Uh, but then you also uh, are side-by-side side with the latest Hobbit film, uh, <laughs> Iron Man Trey, uh, The Lonest of Rangers. Which I do not believe will win. And no. Star Trek The Wrath of Khan, The Wrath of Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, if it were for anything other than visual effects, I'd fire it into the sun. <laughs> what a fucking terrible movie. <laughs> Just I don't like that movie, but I keep watching it. I've seen, yeah. it, th- I've seen it three times already. Really? I came yeah. upstairs and he's watching it again because it's yeah, on, it Netflix. Was on Netflix. I'm like, you hate this movie. What are <laughs> Please you doing? Quiet. I am. <laughs> Every now and then you just need to, you need to watch something that just fills you with outrage. I guess. I don't know. I feel like there are It's like a psych-up movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, um, the Hobbit movie, I have, a, I have a philosophical problem with the way these are being done that doesn't really play into this category. Having said that, and we could get into it in another show. Um, we are in our movie show. You can bring it up now if you want. It is entirely too long. Of a series of films. It should be one fucking movie. <laughs> I, I've argued I it could be two. Okay, I, c- I could accept two, but they ended the desolation of smog at the climax. Basically, yeah. Uh, it was it was ridiculous. Having said that, the the visual effects for that dragon are astonishing. I will agree with that. Like, unbelievable. I, I remember walking out of the movie and my buddy Chris saying, that's what a dragon should look like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Smog looked amazing. Uh, certainly better than anything in Iron Man three or no the Lone Ranger. Three, uh, everything looks better than anything in the Lone Ranger. <laughs> uh, yeah, Star Trek Into Darkness, meh. It was great. It was it, it was, was good. Ed, science fiction visual it was effects as good as the last movie, though. I don't think they 
up to their game. I, anyway. I would think it would be slightly better because Having Abrams in, toned it down on the uh, on, on the, the lens, lens player, <laughs> so you could actually see uh, some of the uh, beautiful visuals. That the you the ship battle or, orbiting Earth and then the stuff that happened in San Francisco was was pretty cool. It looked pretty cool. Yes, yeah, I mean, like good. he did. One thing that bothered me about that movie is he, he repeated <laughs> many of the shots from the first yeah. movie. Well, um, he's got a Star Wars movie to, to think about. And he'll repeat some of the Star Trek shots in that one, too. <laughs> uh, sure, gravity, yeah, though, uh, interesting uh, point to bring up. A lot of the special effects in Gravity were not CGI. They were practical effects. Is that right? They used uh, quite a bit of... Uh, ropes and stuff? Ropes and pulleys uh, for a lot of the like the zero-G scenes and such, which you would expect most directors nowadays would use the shortcut of CGI. But they did not, and I think that's actually... Good. I I am an advocate for practical effects over over visual digital effects. Uh, so I think that's actually a point in Gravity's favor. Well, and it probably gave uh, Sandra Bullock a little bit more to work with and, and act with to be sort of pulled around. Yeah. yeah. Rather yeah. than just yeah. be an object, uh, you know, green screen while the while the everything moves around. While the her. camera just spins around. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, you get sort of the, the Star Wars effect, the, the new trilogy effect where people are sort of a- acting with things that aren't in place and yeah. not knowing how to react to them properly. Yeah, so where they just kind of look blank at nothing when there's stuff happening all around them. Yeah, sometimes yeah. in like in bad examples of that were like Star Wars. Um, you can actually like in your head you can see them in front of the green screen just going like oh no and just like <laughs> <laughs> oh no a monster. You, know, well, you can kind of see them. Or many monsters. And that's one of the reasons why the yeah. why the new Star Wars movies they've they've got on record right out the gate saying okay just so you're aware mix of CGI and practical effects. We're bringing back the puppets people. Yeah. We're going to be some puppets and, yeah. some, and some matte paintings because because we we, we don't want to make terrible movies. We want to give you the opportunity to win a best actor. Also, it costs us $4 billion to get the rights to Star Wars, so there's no money left. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We can't oh, they'll make any computers. They'll make that much money in three movies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's that one. Uh, makeup and hairstyling. Uh, when they announced makeup and hairstyling, there was gnashing of teeth and wringing of hands and pulling of hair. Uh, on the internet because Are people the having lone, sex with each other during because the Lone Ranger <laughs> got nominated for makeup and hairstyling and the Lone Ranger was racist kind of racist they were criticized for Johnny Depp playing red face in that movie mm-hmm. and that's not an unfair criticism and the fact that they then got nominated for makeup and hairstyling for putting Johnny Depp in red face Awkward. It's kind of a, it is a slap in the face. Kind of, yeah. And, and there were there were people legitimately upset that he was in that movie as Tonto. Period. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, achievement in makeup and hairstyling for Dallas Buyers Club. A lot of mustaches in that film. It looked <laughs> the the. the <laughs> It's it a strong contender. It, <laughs> it was a film that looked like it came from. It was set in 1985. It started in 1985, up to 1992, and it worked really well. But like, I mean, make it, you know, it wasn't really like astonishing. I think uh, this is, and this is a very odd thing. This is something I never thought I'd say. But this is actually one of the categories where I'm surprised that Dallas, uh, that. Um, American Hustle wasn't nominated I for because of all the hair. For Christian Bale's hair. Yeah. I think Christian Bale's hair should have got the best actor nomination. <laughs> Christian Bale. For that Because that thing was out of control. Like that was a that was a Bravo performance. Uh, <laughs> for that matter, Wolf of Wall Street as well. There were there were a lot of kind of 
weird 80s period pieces. Jonah Hill's teeth. Yeah. Going into Oscar season this year. And period pieces attract the Academy's attention. They like yeah. authentic-looking period pieces. So I would say Dallas Buyers Club has a really good shot because it, it does look like it's out of the 80s. Well, but no one's talking about the elephant in the room. Jackass. Jackass, Jackass presents Bad Grandpa. <laughs> Which was... well. Terrible. If you think apparently. about it, though, that's some like old man makeup that was actually fooling real people in real life. So yeah. it must have been pretty good makeup. Yeah. Objectively I, speaking, I don't disagree. I don't disagree yeah. with you. Uh, yeah. On the other hand, uh, old people makeup has traditionally not really won in this category, and it's been nominated mm-hmm. before. So I don't know. I'm. I would. I would I think, hedge my bets on Dallas buyers. I think as a real test, they should send out like Matthew McConaughey and see if he can really convince people he has AIDS, and then <laughs> or send, send, out, out, <laughs> send out Johnny Depp <laughs> and see if he can really convince people he's Native American, yeah. and then we'll see who's the best. I'm, you, I'm curious as to why why in this category um, there's not a lot of recognition for sci-fi films and things like that, which are really heavy in, in makeup effects and things like that. And oh, there and rarely is, which is weird, actually. Yeah, because uh, I mean, you could you could put easily put like Star something Trek. like Star Trek into darkness. I mean, like some of the, the aliens, um, yeah, cool. the Klingons are cool looking. Um, some of the aliens on the bridge were really well done. The uh, the aliens on the planet that Spock saved were yeah, interesting. Spock's eyebrows, for that matter. That yeah. was actually one of my favorite scenes, just because like the the planet looked really interesting and, uh, and the was, aliens looked very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get. I mean, it's disappointing that that doesn't happen more often. Or you'd think that something like The Hobbit would have some makeup stuff. With didn't they get nominated last year though? Maybe. I think maybe they did. Maybe they did. Yeah. And they might be. They might be doing that thing they did with the, yeah. the first trilogy yeah, too, where they save up all the Oscars for the third one, and then they give it like fifteen of them all at once. But it works out. Does really good work. I wouldn't be surprised if they handed it to them again. You mentioned it was unusual that. Um, that American Hustle wasn't in makeup and hairstyling, but it is in costume design. Uh, uh, and this also yeah. tends to go to period pieces. Uh, American Hustle, The Grandmaster, Great Gatsby. Uh, and it did not get many nominations. I actually forgot that movie existed until yeah. the <laughs> 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 Invisible Woman and 12 Years a Slave, all uh, for the most part. Uh, period pieces, and I, I would give it to one of the period pieces. I could see Gatsby actually winning. Costumes. So could I, yeah. for its roaring 20s look. Well, and I think that, uh, I mean, it spawned a whole movement around theme parties. Like, there were endless Gatsby parties this past year. People who just wanted to guess to dress up in, in 20s clothing. A Not lot the of first ad- time that happened, actually. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of advertising, too, was very Gatsby-themed, 20s, roaring 20s-themed. Also, zebra rentals audience. went through the roof. The irony, of course, being good that, that if you uh, rented zebras. That aesthetic and lifestyle is what literally destroys the main character. But sure, let's celebrate it. Hey, why not? Because we did not at all. Ever read the book. We did not all miss the point of this story. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe they should give it to American Hustle for uh, for uh, getting Louis C.K. to wear a collared shirt and tie. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) that should be an acting award right there. The costumes were really good in American Hustle. I will give it. The Grandmaster is also a film pause. that exists. <laughs> Greg Beaver reaches for... I have no idea. A drink. I was trying to do it a silently. <laughs> you failed. And, and you failed, and consequently, <laughs> Scott needed to comment. <laughs> As I am well, whatever, You're creating your own editing nightmares. <laughs> Not my podcast. <laughs> hey, look, everyone. Greg Beaver's failing. <laughs> Damn, I wish this was a video podcast. <laughs> All right, well, we, we've hit off most of the... The big categories, yeah. I think. I, I don't think that, unless there's another category you guys specifically want to comment on. 
awkward pause. <laughs> Everybody's double-checking their list. Yeah. Edit, edit, edit. Well, uh, when you hear this episode, because it will go live as usual on Wednesday, and mm-hmm. it is back-to-back with our previous episode because Adam is going to be taking a week off. Yep. So uh, we'll be back in not two weeks, but three weeks. Um, the Oscars are in just a few days, so you will be able to watch them on Sunday, and you will be able to determine uh, how correct our ill-informed panel is or isn't. <laughs> and uh, if our ill-informed panel is bang on, it just goes to show. You really don't need to see the movies to know how the Oscars <laughs> are going to be given out. Yeah, so much of it is political. So I, I guess that brings us to the penultimate category, Best Motion Picture of the Year. And just to remind you all, we've got American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, Her, Nebraska, Philomena, 12 Years a Slave, and The Wolf of Wall Street. And of course, the penultimate is the before ultimate. Right. Uh, What I meant was the other thing. (laughs) (laughs) It is penultimate because the show, the Oscars take place after this podcast. That's true. It's technically still not correct, but here we go. (laughs) So having talked around all these other categories, it's time to put our three guests in the hot seat. Okay. So let's start with Mark Jowett. Oh, good. Tell, tell me what you think is going to win. Sorry, tell me two things. Which one do you think deserves to win? And which one do you think will actually win? And uh, please cite your reasoning as well. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm glad I got to go first because I, th- I think it's going to be 12 Years a Slave for both. Right. And I think everyone's probably going to say that. So I don't get to be the third person in the row that says it, <laughs> <laughs> which is cool. Um, yeah, it was just the best film of them all. That is I really did like Wolf of Wall Street, but I think 12 Years a Slave has to take it. Fair like, enough. 12 Years a Slave was a harder watch, but it's a better film. Okay. Yeah. Over to you, Aaron. Yeah, I would agree. It's, <laughs> Shit. Sorry, it, was, it was the one. But also I think Hollywood likes feeling like they like it's a message movie slavery's bad i guess i don't i don't know i think they'll wait did you say slavery's bad i guess yeah <laughs> no i mean i mean hollywood likes likes message movies like we were saying and i think i they like historical movies mm-hmm. they like message movies i think that's they they can go home feeling good because they nominated the slave movie Fair enough. So okay. it deserves to win, and it will, and 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 uh, it'll probably win because politics. That's my that's my thought. All right, over to you, Greg. Yeah, uh, I, I it's definitely Twelve Years a Slave is definitely. Uh, I have to caveat because I haven't seen three of the films, but for me, Twelve Years a Slave is the <laughs> runaway winner. Uh, the uh, amazing direction, the amazing performances. Although, for whatever reason, uh, Brad Pitt's performance was kind of like a weird bump in everything. I don't know why, just like seeing Brad Pitt all of a sudden pop up in the film, and I was like, boing, Brad Pitt's here. <laughs> I think, because he was a producer on that movie, right? Yes. And I think, like, again, to kind of spoil the movie, but he kind of gave himself the... 
the, the, yeah, the good guy role. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I did, like, that did pop into my head while I was watching the guy, film. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's interesting that he's like the uh, the savior. Because he could have easily well, played that other white guy who was working on the plantation that screwed him over earlier in the film, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, that was an equally sized role, but he went for the, like, he, he clearly be like, the his way to the nicer role. Yeah. Did you say Clooney'd his way? No, I clearly got his way. Oh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was actually going to cite George Clooney, so I thought you'd be, true, yeah, he beat me to that. Clooney is a guy who has the kind of clout where he can be like, I'm going to make this movie that I want to make, and I'm going to play that role because it's awesome. And that's fine. He So if Brad Pitt did and that. And Ben Affleck. Yeah. So if Brad Pitt, if Brad Pitt uh, did that for 12 Years a Slave, he would, it wouldn't be unique for uh, a person to be like, I want to make this movie, and I want to play this role in this movie. Let's do this. Orson Welles had a career doing that. Like, it's yeah. basically think, what he did. I, think yeah, actually, I don't begrudge him for wanting to, to play that particular character and... and you know, or maybe he, he just uh, maybe there's other circumstances to why he ended up. Thinking there, about it, it's the only I think that's the only white character in the whole film that isn't a evil. bit racist. The, the <laughs> storekeeper, the guy that came at the very end. There oh was two, yeah, there was oh only yeah, two, two, yeah, two good people, white yeah. people. The rest are <laughs> and just that was like the, the slightly worst. and Brad Pitt had the slightly larger role of the white person yeah, who was yeah. actually nice. Yeah. <laughs> so Greg, going back to your comment, did the appearance of Brad Pitt sort of? pull you out of the movie a little bit just uh, just a tick like just a, just a, the tiniest bit and i don't know if it's that's just because sometimes that happens when a handsome high, man a high end, yes when a, <laughs> you know, when a bonerific celebrity <laughs> shows up on screen i remember well, Greg said that during the movie too, too. he's right? like oh this is bonerific he actually said that when yeah. it happened on screen yeah he, he uses that phrase that was a lot yeah. when he every that. time he sees brad pitt pretty much <laughs> That's watching Moneyball was a nightmare. Or it's boner time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Greg's really excited about Brad Pitt, and I don't blame him. Brad Pitt is extremely handsome. Yeah. So, uh, what about you, Scott? Uh, are you ill-informed enough to make an ill-informed decision? Well, I'm always ill-informed enough to make an ill-informed. Uh, <laughs> it's the internet decision. Uh, I I think Twelve Years a Slave deserves to win, but I'm willing to be just cynical enough. To say American Hustle might win. I was going to say that too. <laughs> um, but then you, sure you, you were. moved away without oh, finishing with me. Adam. I'm sorry, oh. Greg. Like I, usual. I often move away without finishing with yeah. you. So you. Greg is also cynical <laughs> enough to believe. Unsatisfied. Brad Pitt wouldn't do that to you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so Greg and I both, ag- both agree from a cynical sense right. that American Hustle may have played the Hollywood game well enough to win even though 12 Years a Slave maybe deserves it. And what about you, Adam? Well, having seen one of the films and being extremely ill-informed, I'm going to have to agree with the panel on 12 Years of Slave deserving to win. Part of me wonders uh, if a a film like Gravity, which stars basically just a woman uh, for most of the film... actually true. will, ...will, you know... Be selected. So, in a way, like in a very cynical way, you're you've got women or woman on one ha- on the one hand, and uh, black slavery on the other. Which are you hitting black people against women? I am. I am. <laughs> I am, as I so often do. I, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, my hope, my hope though, is a twelve years slave uh, takes this one. All right. There you go. Yeah. That's as Ill- ill-informed as it gets. Yeah. Now, we didn't do any preamble this episode because we were going to devote it all to our panel and talking about movies because we knew it would take a while. Mm-hmm. So that's why there was no just alone time. No, no Scott and Adam time. Uh, but we will have that and more 
uh, when we return in a few weeks. Including the Fast 15. Uh, yes. And uh, so in the meantime, enjoy the Oscars and enjoy the movies. Woo. You've been listening to The Unknown Studio, Episode 96. Our guests, Greg Beaver, Aaron Bourne, and Mark Jowett. Pre-production by Adam Rosenhart. Post-production by Scott C. Bourgeois. The Unknown Studio is a proud member of the League of Extraordinary Media. You can visit us on the web at theunknownstudio.ca. Thanks for listening. Are you are you almost ready? This I'm ready to go. <laughs> this rabble, this unbelievable rabble. <laughs> I've never seen a one-person rabble before. It's quite impressive. <laughs> <laughs> cannot work in these conditions. <laughs> I'm ruining your podcast. We came to. We haven't your even podcast. started yet. We successfully managed two entire seconds of silence. <laughs> Greg managed to derail the station. You should have just somehow. jumped in there when <laughs> you had the chance. I should have. Yeah. So I, I, no, it's fine. I've learned my lesson. I've learned my lesson. I'm ready now. Are you re- Are you guys ready to not talk for a little while? Yeah, yeah. Cool. We're good.